Welcome to this week's Spinfoil Theory. We're about to take a dive into the lore of Destiny the game. Specifically, we'll be giving a high-level scrutiny to popular, emerging, and outlying theories than judging. With that out of the way, let's put on our Spinfoil hats and get a little crazy. Here comes this week's show. Live recording. Recorded live in front of the toys on my desk. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Spin Foil Theory Podcast. We are your hosts. This is Red Leader, and as always with me is Lady Lucita. How are you doing this week, Lucy? Eh, doing pretty good. Pretty good. You know, vibing. It's fall now. Can I have... Yes. Uh, is it officially fall? Because it's almost the... I think so. Yeah. I think it, and, yeah, now it's... Yeah, now, it it, now it's officially fall. So, like, you got the crunchy leaves, you got the pumpkins, you got the spooky vibes going. And, of course, oh, you got... Oops pumpkin spice lattes mm-hmm. the pumpkin spice everything really my mom i just went to visit my mom this past week uh up in michigan and we drove up there from from the dc uh dc proper where we live and that's like a it's like a nine and a half like 10 hour drive if you like drive straight the whole time like you're crazy breaks, obviously like takes longer oh uh, well i i split the drive with uh, my partner kari so it wasn't that bad and i actually <laughs> i actually did like some work from elsewhere so i was like i was like tethered to my hot spot and like working while she was driving <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it was pretty cool <laughs> things i never i never thought i could have done when i was a kid but uh but yeah so that was cool but she 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 used a term that I had never heard before for part of this time of year. So it's, you know, when people will go to an area that has a lot of foliage, a lot of like beautiful fall scenery to look at the leaves of the trees. I've only ever heard those people called leafers and she called them leaf peepers. What? I don't even know. What? (laughs) What the heck? That's wild. I don't even know. Like, yeah, I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't even know that that was a thing. Like, it's a thing. Oh, that's a total thing. People will like drive or like do like a short vacation or like a weekend someplace, um, where like uh, so around here we have the uh, the Blue Ridge Mountains, and then like you know maybe like an hour or two away we have the Alleghenies, which is like the Appalachian Plateau, um, and those are like just really beautiful because it's like they're like ridge type mountains so there's just like trees covering covering them it doesn't get like rocky oh yeah um but i mean except for the places where they blasted through it to build the road and that's also cool but uh so it's um it's really beautiful and you'll have like a lot of people who like go out to like you know uh maybe parts of western pennsylvania or um west virginia which is which is you know, I guess a little bit on the Blue Ridge, if you count Harper's Ferry, but it's like just right there. Um, and like they're also in the Alleghenies, but it's a it's just beautiful, beautiful area. Um, and uh, yeah, you'll you'll definitely have people who like drive out to, uh, to just look at it. But I'm on the fence. I don't know how I feel about the term leaf peepers. I think the whole thing just sounds weird. Like, it's trees. <laughs> trees are trees. <laughs> it was funny. When we were driving through uh, through Ohio, I think, I think more than anywhere else, 
uh, where they had like, uh, you know, when you're going through the middle of it, they just had like a lot of farmland. Yep. And it, it was like, there'd be like these little, it's like, you know, big fields of farms. And I, I know nothing about farming. So there's probably some, some listeners who are like, Taylor P. It's obviously this. So like, feel free to tell me what it is. But it's like, you'll have this huge expanse of like open land and like relatively flatness that they've got like their crops on. And then you just have this like bunch of like little trees. Yeah, I don't like know. Like at some like random end of the property. Yeah, I heard I heard it had to do with like water retention and stuff like that. But like I'm just like this is also it this would is probably depending on how big the tree is, it would be a pain in the ass to like get it out of the ground because of how if they need to like remove it, well, maybe like, I don't know. It's like a bunch of them. It's oh. like a bunch of them. So like it's like on the middle of this like what I'll call a hectare of land, right? You'll just have like a strip of like let's say like ten by thirty trees. Oh wow. Yeah, I don't know that. And it's like you can tell that used to be like like they just left it there when they were when they were clearing out the other stuff. Hmm. But I don't I don't understand why, but I, I think it has something to do with water retention. Like that may have been like a marshier place to start with. I don't know enough about it. Sorry. Uh welcome to the uh <laughs> the Leaf Peeper podcast. No, <laughs> we're Taylor, about we're not marshes and all things fall. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Getting back on track. <laughs> if you think we should call them leaf peepers for <laughs> foil theory, tell us, tell us how you really feel. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, getting getting back on track, we after after technical difficulties and scheduling difficulties, all the difficulties, all the difficulties. Like I fell. Well, it was a whole thing. Um, I didn't really fall. Don't cry for me. Uh, I dropped a fridge you... on my foot. That's a, that did actually. Wait, you happen. did? Yes, I did. Actually, when did you? A couple... when did you? How? You okay. were carrying a fridge. Like I want to start off by being impressed. Oh no no no! It was a two person thing. It was a two person thing. Two person job. But um, the we had a mini fridge upstairs, and the more mm-hmm. we uh looked at it, the more we're like, yeah no, uh, we don't ever use this mini fridge. So uh, let's get it out of here. It's taking up space. It's ugly. It's gross. Mm-hmm. We don't need it up here. So we were taking it downstairs, and our stairs going downstairs are kind of steep. And uh, my hands, as we were carrying it, my hands slipped, and the fridge went bonk on my foot. Luckily, oh. I was wearing shoes, but my foot still got bruised anyways. It really hurt. Yeah. I didn't, like, break anything. Like, nothing, like, broke or anything. It hit more, like, the top of my, like, more towards my ankle than, like, my toesies. So mm-hmm. it just really hurt. I was like, ouchies. That hurt, but then I just picked it up and we just kept going. <laughs> kept oh, going down the stairs. I was like, this is fine. And then afterwards, <laughs> after we got the fridge in the garage and I sat down for a sec and the kind of adrenaline wore off, I was like, ow, God, my foot. So mm-hmm. we got some ice on it and it was... My foot, like, yeah. eventually, like, I got super bruised and I was like, okay. But now I... I'm fine, <laughs> but it's just like... Yeah. That happened and then... Scheduling conflicts kept it popping up, but I was like, okay, this time works for me. And you're like, nah, man, I can't do that <laughs> yeah. time. And then you're like, okay, 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 we can do this day. And I was like, nope, can't work for me. <laughs> so I was back and forth, but we finally found a time, a day. We found, we found the equilibrium, which was a regular time. Yep. <laughs> Should have just done with that in the first place, but no. <laughs> It'd be like that at times. Um, but yeah, so, but uh, after after getting through all that, we are bringing to you our investigation into King's Fall. 
dun, 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 dun. Yes, dramatic music intensify. King's Fall theme here. <laughs> Non-copyright King's Fall music. We can use it. We can use it for this. We can. We I, have, know. I know. I know. I know. I'm just being silly. Yeah. Just, just play the Taken King theme on like a off-tune kazoo. Just do, 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 do. Okay, new project. Oh no, 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 no. What was I done? What was I done? Play theme in off-tune kazoo. Kazoo. Be on the lookout for that whenever I get a kazoo. Oh no. And learn how to play. <laughs> I guess you just hum. Yeah. But uh, in here, in here, in here. Kingsfall is one of the communities and you know this this investigator included his favorite raid. Really? It it's 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 one of my favorites. I yeah. would have I would have thinking I, I I did not expect that. I didn't think that would be your favorite. Oh yeah. So back in the day when this first came out, I was still pretty new. Like I'd played a lot of video games in my life, but I'd never really played first person shooters. Mm. Mm-hmm. So for the longest time, like the first two raids is like, you know, stand over here and shoot stuff. Try not to die. And, uh, and you know, friends is trying to carry me to, to get through it and, and stuff like that. And this was the first one. I don't know if it was just luck or whatever, but like every all of my buddies were having trouble with the platforming. Really? And like funny. platforming was something I had down. You're like, finally, <laughs> like, I'm useful. Well, yeah, like, like you name it, like 2D, 3D, like sandbox, uh, levels, um, <clears throat> first person, third person. Like I have played, even by then, like I had played a lot of platforming games. And that, that's not to say like I'm like, you know, awesome at it. It's just like, you know, this is a little more, a lot more comfortable for me. So that was like the first time like I always had a job and was getting in on the first raids was because I could do the running. Ah, but see, now in D2, it's random. It's not like whoever jumps up on the plate. So now everyone has to know how to jump. I know, which is good, but I still miss it. I missed having my defined job. I yeah. Would time it to the, I would time it to the theme song from the Transformers movie. <laughs> You're silly. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that's one, that's one of my favorites. Uh, I don't know. Uh, is it, is, it, it's one of yours too, right, Lizzie? I, I, th- mm. I thought you were all about the, uh, the King's Fall and, and the Hive. And the I mean, friends. yes, the Hive. Are my favorite, as everyone knows. I pretty much love the hive so much. However, big however, King's Fall, surprisingly, it's going to sound very controversial, it's not my favorite raid. It's not. My favorite raid is the Crota raid. I loved the Crota raid. It was a lot. Because see, back in D1, I wasn't as advanced in my destiny career i wasn't as good i was still new mm-hmm. even though i'd started since uh, the beginning i was very much a solo player like i didn't really have a lot of friends i mean some of my friends and this is gonna make everyone feel really old because i'm <laughs> not that old but when i was in high school uh when <sighs> destiny came out a lot of my friends did play but it's like Everyone kind of had their own little group of people, and I was kind of in this weird, awkward spot where I was like, they would have enough people in their group, and I would just be like a odd one out. So mm-hmm. I didn't really get to raid too much. 
Uh, but especially when King's Fall came out, like Crota, I did, I, I did, a bit. That's why I liked Crota, cause I that was like my first real. I did, I did Vogue, but I remember my first time doing Vogue, and they were trying to cheese Atheon to have him fall off the map. I was a hunter, so they said, oh, you're useless. Go stand in the corner. And I was like, oh, oh okay. So I <laughs> stood in the corner and uh, didn't do much. I don't really remember my first... I don't remember my first, like, ever, like, raid, clear, like, ever. I just... It was, it's been so long. My brain is mush. It, it was funny. I think Crota was really good for hunters, too, because until... As, as many people, like, struggled to get up in light for Crota, mm -hmm. to do it, like, hunters being able to go invisible yeah. through the first part was actually, like, pretty handy. Oh, yeah, because we had, uh, <clears throat> Invis didn't exist, Hunt, we had Night, Invis. Night Stalkers didn't exist, but Blade Dancers. That's the whole yeah. reason why I picked Hunter, by the way, was because the, the description of Blade Dancers sounds super cool. That's it. That's the only reason why I picked Hunter. I was like, ooh, going invisible? I like going invisible. That's my whole thing. I like being you know, sneaky. Note to future Taylor, make a meme that there's really just like two kinds of hunters. Like, go invisible, graceful, like, melee weapon. And then there's like... Yeehaw, cowboy. You're, yeah, your spurs go jingle, jangle, jingle. <laughs> like, jingle, jangle, jingle. Oh my god. Yeah. There's, the, oh, there's no in between. <laughs> yeah. I am I am totally the latter. Like I am totally like pew pew like yippee ki yay motherfucker. <laughs> you very much are cowboy. Yeah, yeah. No, that is a hundred percent who my hunter. And is. I am like, very people... much the opposite. I'm like sneaky sneak. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I and, and I you know I'm I'm still even this season. You know I haven't I haven't played as much or, or as I've played every week, but it's like I haven't played as hardcore as I have every season. Like I am still very much like loving what they did with Solar. They're just like this is fun, and people people are like, oh, this is this is that, and such the other. I'm like, I just like I guess you can yell at me to stop having fun, but <laughs> like I'm having a blast. Yeah, like oh, I said, man. like. What's really nice now that all of the subclasses are now the uh, 3.0 version is that, mm -hmm. like, there's a lot, I think there's a lot more build crafting you can do, a lot more choices, mm -hmm. which I really like. And, like, it's really nice seeing, like, all three of the sub, like, Arc, Solar, Void, to now be in the same. Mm hmm. Like, type? The same, like, level of customization. Yeah, level of customization. Because when Void first came out, Void was, like, was better than Solar or Arc. And then Solar came out, so Solar was now better than Arc. And Void was still better than Arc. And Arc was just, like, sad. But now this season, Arc is now good, too. And they're all good at their mm -hmm. own thing, which I really, really like. I like that, like, you know, Arc is speed. I like going fast. I love Arc. Arc Titan is literally the most fun I've ever had. And I'm just like, mm, am I, am I, am I, am I, am I hanging up my cape? Am I going to wear a butt towel from now on? Am I going to be Titan forever? <laughs> I don't know. Like, this is pretty fun. It was pretty fun. I'm just like, zoom. Because I run Arc Titan with Thundercrash, obviously. Because why not eat yourself? Um, mm -hmm. Thundercrash, Dude Marchers. 
and the thruster class ability instead of my, my barricade. Because who needs barricades when you're going fast? <laughs> and I have 100 resilience and 100 strength. And this whole build where basically I generate wells with my melee and that gives me... Picking up elemental wells gives me melee energy and I get charged with light, heavy-handed. You know, this whole feedback loop, if I get my melee and I pretty much almost have it again. Over <laughs> and over and over and over and That's over, which cool. is pretty fun. But yeah, all about the punch punch. I even have a build oh, yeah. in Dim that's just called Punchy McPunch. And it's just <laughs> Dune Marchers, my aspects, my fragments. I think I have a one-two punch arc shotgun. And then uh, an <laughs> SMG or something. Like That's pretty cool. I don't know, I just really like... And then also this season with the uh, new perks, like Jolt or... Uh, Volt shot? Jolt shot? Mm -hmm. I think it's called Jolt. Volt shot. Something like something. It's it's arc. It's arc themed, which I'm like, I really think that's cool that we now have avoid, verb, uh, repulsor brace. We have solar. We have incandescent for solar. And then we have jolt shot for arc. And then we have for stasis, we've ha we have we have chill clip and headstone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Which I, I just think that's really cool that there's now these. Because Bungie has done these new verbiage, these new perks, and that kind of thing, they can now make weapon perks that kind of feed into that. And I just, I just think that's really, really cool, and it allows even more build crafting stuff, because you mm -hmm. can be like, oh, because like for me, for example, on my Void Hunter, most people would run the Void Dodge, or Dodge turns you invisible, mm -hmm. and then Quick Fall. I do not run the dodge to turn invisible. I run the other one. Because I have a fragment that when I eat my nade, it makes my void weapon volatile. That void weapon has repulsor brace on it, which means anytime I kill a debuffed enemy, void debuff, so weaken, suppress, volatile, I t um, it gives me an overshield. But also because I'm running that fragment, or that aspect... That makes it so when I kill a, a weakened enemy, I turn, wait for it, invisible. So I turn invisible, and I get an overshield, and then I run the other uh, fragment that increases the duration of my, of positive buffs. So, um, devour, invis, overshield. So it lasts a lot longer, too. So, like, for me, Repulsor Brace, I love Repulsor Brace. It's like, I'm like, whoever made this i just want to give him a high five because it's so cool <laughs> it's so cool and then like i just think that's really cool because like maybe like the fact is they have all of these options now like bungie can be a lot more creative yeah. with like the perks they make instead of just like oh this makes your gun do more damage after a kill like rampage oh yeah no my my I, I, I do something similar with my, uh, like, you have, like, everything, like, you know, synergizing. Mm -hmm. I, I do something similar with my with my gunslinger. Like, I, it's all around me making trip mines and gunpowder oh, samples. yeah. Yeah. So, like, I'll sit there with, uh, well, and, and I still have the, uh, I, I add the, like, Emperor of Tempering just so I can get, like, a little bit of, like, healing in there. Like, oh, that's uh, cool. That's, yeah, that's good. That's to good. To start in. But then it's just, like, Solar Ignition's Grand Grenade Energy. I apply more Scorch to targets. Uh, mm. Scorched targets gives me melee energy, and then the the weighted throwing knife 
will ignite scorch targets and oh. I'm just running around with that and uh what is it? My um where is this guy? My Drang with Wellspring and Incandescent. I was just gonna say either Drang is really good or if you have the um SMG. Mita mini tool. Oh, the callus mini tool? Yeah. I have that too. I've I uh I have one with a unrelenting and incandescent. It kinda depends on what I'm doing. Like or like what mood I'm in might make more sense. Yeah. yeah. And then what you need to go even giga brain is because remember they buffed uh LMGs? Heavy machine guns. Mm, yeah. The dungeon heavy machine gun. You can craft it with incandescent. What? I yeah. should get that actually. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We should do the dungeon sometime. It'd be super fun. I'm down. Hell I'm yeah. Down. Accepted. <laughs> Accepted, because what is it? I um, the dungeon one is what fixed odds. It's fixed odds, and then there's the Epicurean, the fusion. Fusion. The fusion Ooh. is void, so it's repulsor brace. Okay, I don't have. I don't have. I don't think I've gotten any patterns for either of those, or if I did, I haven't done them yet. Yeah, no. It's okay. like getting. It's the hard part for that is getting the patterns. It's, mm -hmm. I guess the patterns, I've seen more people get the patterns on master mode, so maybe they mm. have a higher drop chance. I don't know. Who knows? I will, I'm going to try that. Yeah, because I, I have, I finally got the LMG the other day, and Ooh. I crafted it with incandescent, and I'm like, oh, this is, this is pretty, pretty nasty. Like, good. Yeah, I was going to say. I'll only, I'll only be a little jelly, but quietly. Yes. <laughs> and in the first column, you can get killing tally. Kills increase this weapon's damage until it's stowed and reloaded. So if you run enhanced killing tally, mm -hmm. which gives you... Enhanced doesn't make the stat better. It just gives you more magazine. Okay. Which, that's pretty good on an LMG. Having plus 10 yeah. to your magazine. Like... <laughs> Yeah, and yes, then please. let me look. Yeah, you can have a uh, fixed odd. No, I'm I'm a liar, McLiarson. Killing tally and incandescent the same column. Whoopsies. I'm a still liar, McLiarson. Cool, but no, still very cool. Yeah, you can have under pressure. Um, That's you can have encore. I'm just trying to think of like what's good. Like the problem is for this LMG, it's like what's good. Is oh oh yeah there's uh, I forgot there's feeding frenzy duh feeding yeah, frenzy yeah feeding frenzy one. was a yeah feeding frenzy and incandescent is probably what I'm gonna grab there's also field prep but um I don't it, like that as much yeah I think I definitely think or there's under yeah, under pressure as the magazine gets lower you get more stability and accuracy I like it I like it yeah that's a good one too okay that's a, that's a new that's a new consideration because what I was running was just like, you know, what whatever strongest in the slot, really. Yeah. Not really even. But now you can even you can synergize stuff, yeah. more. You got, you can run because LMGs now they're pretty pretty good. I like them. They, I like I've okay. always I've always liked uh, machine gun heavy machine guns, but like now they're like, pretty damn good. I liked them in D one and I liked them for a while in Crucible too, like uh, especially the uh, the high impact ones. I see, yeah. Because, well, you got, I feel like you got the most out of your ammo in PvP with those. Because it'd be like one, two, three, you're dead. <laughs> and you you could also get the max range with those, though, too. So, 
Okay, sorry guys, we came here to talk about <laughs> but you've learned a lot of sweet builds and, uh, and, and cool other stuff. Um, yes, yeah, I'm totally we got sidetracked a little bit. Whoopsies. Oh, it, it, you knew what you signed up for, listener. <laughs> you, you knew what this was. Um, but yeah, okay. So to start with King's Fall, I thought what we might do, Lucy, tell me how you feel about this this way of investigating. Let's start by talking about where it takes place. Well, for those new to King's Fall, like they didn't play it in D1, King's Fall takes place on the Dreadnought, which is basically um, Hive. If they're super duper duper strong, they eventually become so strong that they get a pocket dimension. Let's call the Throne World. So, like, Savathun has a throne world. Oryx has a throne world. Crota, throne world. Uh, Nocris, no throne world. He's a little bitch. He doesn't get one. But, basically, uh, how the hive work is they have this throne world, and when they're outside of the throne world, you can kill them as many times, but it won't, they, they can just keep coming back. Forever. It doesn't matter. You, if you, you have to basically go in their house, their throne world, and kill them there, then they're permanently killed. Savathun is a special case because she's now a light bearer. So, she has a little asterisk next to her name. She doesn't count. But basically... Yeah, and, and I would say Mara probably too. Yeah, Mara, Mara does have a throne world. Mm -hmm. But she's not she's not a hive obviously i mean like you've seen her she's awoken and she's, and you're she's just also touched a little by light too like. yeah well she's she's awoken awoken our paracausal tiny tiny bit of paracausal not like a lot like us guardians but like small baby paracausal but um she ended up carving a throne world with the help of rivet and ahamkara so again her, her, she's on this list of people who have throne worlds, but hers and Savathuns have little asterisks next to them. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Oryx, my man Oryx. He is one of the three Hive Pantheon gods. So I got Oryx, the Taken King, Zivarath, God of War, and Savathun, Hive God of Cunning and Lies. Those are the big three. Um... Yeah, they pretty much traveled together for a very, very long time up until a certain point where they're like, hey, yo, we need to separate. We're encroaching too much on each other's territory because, as you guys probably know, Hive, they have these worms in them. And uh, they need to kill to feed their worm. Otherwise, their worm is going to eat them for breakfast. And they don't want to die, so... They just have to keep killing things. But the problem is with these three big hive pantheons traveling as a group is it's just like, uh, however much they, there's not enough to go around. So they're like, all right, we're going to split up. Savathun, you go that way. Zivarath, you go that way. Oryx, I'm going to go this way. I'm going to be honest. I feel like how that conversation happened is when they said, Zivarath, you go like, she's already on the war moon. She's already just gone. Like, she's already, already gone. gone. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just like, oh, split up? Okay. She's like, already gone. <laughs> Zoom. But yeah, but each... But Oryx basically had his throne world 
And his stone world ended up getting attacked by the Vex. That's a whole nother episode. We could literally just do the history of the hive. Unless, haven't we already done? I think we did that already. Well, we did. We did history of the moon. Of the moon. We have never. We didn't do a, th- a book of sorrows. We did episode? part one and then part two. I can go over it, but we haven't done. Well, I thought we touched I, upon it. I thought we did a we book did. of sorrows. That's why I was doing like oh, like a TLDR version. TLDR, as you guys no, probably. No, no. I, I'm well, gonna say we did do. A book of I feel like we did. That's why I'm like, mm, I think we did. But, well, that's what we started talking about last week too, yeah. or last time we, in the technical difficulty time. Sorry, yeah. I keep interrupting. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, 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 it's okay. It's all good. It's all, it's all good. Yeah. So basically, the Hive, before they became the Hive, they were this little race called the Krill. If you've played the Witch Queen, you kind of got the gist of it. But I'll do a abridged TLDR version. TLDR, Hive were this little race called the Krill. They only lived 10 years. The Ozium princesses, Zivu. Oryx, and Savathun. Uh, their dad went crazy and died. He had a pet hiveworm that was telling him whispers. So they took the hiveworm, and the hiveworm told them where to go. And they went down, 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 down into the uh, this gas giant called the Fundament. And on their way there, they were stopped by this big giant creature called the Leviathan. Leviathan said, no, don't go any deeper in the ocean, the fundament. You're going to see bad stuff. You need to work with the light and be good. And the three hive siblings were like, nah, man, the light sucks. You suck. Go away. And they went past the Leviathan. Leviathan's like, oh, no, that's bad. The Leviathan ran away. Uh, hive siblings go down, 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 so that, and they meet the worm gods. And the worm gods are like, yo, we can solve your short lifespan problem. You just have to pledge yourself to the darkness. And they're just like, okay, seems legit. And they, you know, shook hands, business deal obtained, done. Uh, they got the worms. They ate the worm. They didn't eat the worm. They, I guess they Ingest. ate the Ingested the I don't know. I don't want to think about that. But Ingest implies eating, but like I yeah. want to say it's probably like a more like paracausal thing that they're doing. Yes, they then they now have a little worm inside them that is telling them to kill. So they go back up to uh, the floating islands of like their people above Fundament. And uh, they d- distribute the worms to their people. And the worms are like, and the hive are like, yay. And they leave. And they go start killing and killing and killing and killing. Lots of lots of different species. They just eradicate genocide. They don't care. And then they get to a point where their worms are too hungry. Too hungry. They can't kill enough to feed their worms. So they make a pyramid scheme. Market, uh, multi-level marketing plan of yeah. the hive. Where basically the little thralls kill enough to feed their worm. And they give re- the rest of the tribute up to the acolytes. The acolytes kill enough to feed their worm and give the tribute up to the, to the knights, to the wizards, to the hive princes, all the way up until it reaches Oryx, and Oryx gets all this yummy tribute, which feeds his worm. But then eventually he's like, yo, I'm kind of lonely and sad. I want kids. So bam, he has kids. Uh, Crota, the golden child, the eater of hope. He's a pretty cool dude. Crota is his favorite child. Just that I'm just stating that that is. I'm just, 
Who's it, the magic every time he watches Crota just like be the most like basic like, yeah, you know, like they're doing the magic and Crota's just kind of like whacking people with his sword and like Oryx just stand there background like, look at him go. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. He's <laughs> like, look at my son. Look at my son. He's, he's doing so good. But yeah, so here's Crota. And then there's Ear, Ear Halak and Ear... I forget the other one. Basically, the the the, the, the twins. They are death. They are the original Death Singers. They're the ones who came up with the Death Song. They are my favorite. They're my favorite. Well, don't, don't they learn it from? Um... Savathun? No. They don't learn it from Savathuni. They go to Savathun and sing the Death Song and kill everyone there. And Savathun gets really pissed off about it, and it's really funny. Oh, it's Iriut who learns it from Savathun, yes. I want to say. Eri- no, Iriut probably learns it from them. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, and um, and Iranuk is the Yeah, Iranuk, yes. Irhalak and Iranuk. Ir- yes, I love Irhalak. That's why I remember. Yeah, they're both really sense. cool. They're the ne- they're kind of the, like, I, would s- I wouldn't want to say second in command to Orc. They're pretty high up in the pyramid scheme. They're, like, I think right below him, probably. They're a part of his court, and his court is like the they're his like top lieutenants, top dog. Like very, very old, very powerful hive are the uh um in the the court of Oryx, which we also kill because we kill everything. Because that's what we do. I digress. <laughs> Anyways, um so he has his daughters. He has um his son, Crota. Probably has lots of other unnamed offspring, too, that are unmentioned because they didn't do anything noteworthy. And then we have, of course, his emo, edgy son, Nocris. <laughs> I saved Nocris for last because Nocris is the heretic child who goes against Oryx's will. And Oryx says, do not go talk to the worm gods. That is my job. They talk to me. And then I tell them what you said. It's like, and that sort of thing. Like, it's like, there are rules. And Nocris is like, nah, I'm going to go talk to the worm gods. So he goes and talks to the worm gods. Because he's like, my brother, Crota, he may be strong, like, with a sword, but I'm strong with my mind. I'm sneaky. So he uh, basically went and talked to the worm gods. The worm gods kind of ignored him, except Zol, the smallest worm god. Zol... And him made a deal. Said, okay, I'll help you. You help me. We'll, we'll, we'll be both friends. We're friends now. We're best buddies. So. And then they eventually leave. Because Noc- uh, Oryx finds out that Nocris did that. And Oryx is like, get out. Your name is struck from the Books of Sorrow. Your name is struck from the world's grave. And the only mention of Nocris in D1 is that one statue right before you... Kill, air quotes, Oryx. I say air quotes because you kill him, but you don't actually perma-kill him. He goes into his throne world and he's like, haha, you can't kill me. That was fake. Fake news. <laughs> but yeah, that's the hive in a nutshell. Um, at one point, uh... Crota and his two si- his two sisters were in Oryx's throne world. Oryx was like, alright, 
You guys are in charge. I'll be right back. I'm gonna go talk to the darkness. B-R-B. And he goes to talk to the darkness. And they're like, okay, what are we gonna do while he's gone? And Crota's like... Savathun pops up and says, hey, Crota, you should try uh, cut, uh, making your own throne world and cut a hole right here. And he's like, oh, okay. He cuts a hole in reality. And that makes the, the, the Vex come in Oryx's throne world like a like a bunch of like a bunch of cockroaches, I guess. And they fight the because the, the hive don't really know because the Vex just keep coming out of this portal. And they can't close it because there's just so many Vex. They're just like, ah and I remember one of this one of the daughters is like, Father will have our head for this. Like, oh no, <laughs> this is bad. And all this other, like, stuff. And they eventually, um... Oryx comes back. And... He, because his worm... One of the worm gods was like, Hey, Oryx, you might want to go back to your house. Things are not looking good. So he comes back. He's like, oh my god, I left for literally five minutes. And you kids do this. And he literally picks Crota up by his foot. This, I, I, I can really picture this part in my head. It's so funny in the books of sorrow. Oryx picks Crota up by his foot and says, Be victorious or die forgotten. And just throws <laughs> Oryx in the portal and closes it mm -hmm. behind him. Mm -hmm. And then Crota has to fight his way through the Vex. And through, get, from the past. Yeah. And then ends up wherever he ends up. And eventually Crota... At first, was all like, "Dad, going through a rebellious phase." Like, "Dad, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna kill for you. I'm gonna kill for me. I'm gonna make myself strong." And then eventually, mm -hmm. he comes to respect his father and gets temples made in his honor, which is why on the moon you have a shrine to of Oryx. That's why that's there, because Crota was like, "Yo, I respect my father. My father, he did this to make me strong." So. Yeah. Actually, I, I always imagine that scene as a, uh, you know, Oryx throwing him through the gate, and like as soon as he's like fully through the gate, like a door opens, and you see like battle worn, like hundreds of years older Crota just walk back through. That'd be funny. <laughs> and he's like, I'm back. And he's like, I just, what the hell? How did yeah, you. Yeah, that was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. But as a result of that and the Vex, um, Oryx ends up taking his throne world and putting it on the dreadnought so no one else can get to him can sneak in and that sort of thing mm. but one of the things he found he took the vex a special vex mind named curia which if you've played destiny at all last year you might recognize that name and then that oryx gives takes curia and gives it as a gift to savathun says here not my problem and now Savathun had it, and Savathun used it to do all kinds of scheming. Yeah, yeah, and it, uh, we ended up killing it in Season of the Spicer. Correctamundos. Which was a fun one. That was that was a fun one. That was one of my favorite aesthetics, aesthetically. The lo-fi. Uh, seasons. Oh, yeah. Lo-fi. It was like lo-fi Tron. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah, you're in, like, you were in, you were inside the computer. <laughs> yeah. Really was Tron, man. I love Tron. Tron's so cool. But yeah. Tron's a cool one. That's the TLDR of Oryx's history. That's why when we killed Crota, that's why Oryx got so pissed. All oh, like he was angry. 
because we kill. It's like mm-hmm. it's like it's like killing your. You you killed the we killed his son, and and his lar- and his best contributor. Yeah, Crota was a big part of Oryx's tribute, so. Yeah, and then we kill all the other big parts on our yeah. way. On, on our, our way, way to, to yes, on our way to, that's why we won against Oryx. We kind of starved him, knocked the the foundation of his house out from underneath of him. Mm-hmm. That's really the only way we can kill hive gods like that is if we uh, knock their foundation out from under them. Yeah, the, that's oh, how we yeah. did it with Crota. That's how we did it with Oryx. Dude, My worry with is with Zivu because. Zivu gets stronger because of war. Killing. Kind of like Crota. Kind of like Crota, but I'm just saying, like, I feel like even if we kill all of her tribute, she's just going to be like, thanks for that boost, and then she just becomes even stronger. Well, it's really interesting. Like, he got thrown into the Vex network, like, through a Vex gate, and unlike um, Guardians, he was able to come out again, like, on his own, and the whole time he's in there, like, they can't cut him off from the darkness because he just keeps creating it. Yeah, he's like, like super strong. Everything that he does, like he's just like none of this. Like I don't care what it is. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut my way like through it. And it's yeah, like I people 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 shit on Crota, Crota especially like since people cheesed by like knocking him off the <laughs> the stage. He was another one. Uh, people would try to. Or no, wait, he. People no, would no, do no, yeah, people would do the Ethernet the Ethernet cord. Ooh, yeah, that one also. Yeah, Man, that's what a lot of, of strictly console. Yeah, a lot of people like shit on Crota, but I hope like that. Um, event like Crota, like when they reprise the Crota mm-hmm. raid, that he gets a proper raid instead of a baby strike. <laughs> Absolutely, I hope. Yeah, I like people are saying make it a strike, make it a dungeon. No, make it a raid. <laughs> like, and just take like, Crota, amp it up to eleven, make him like, put some doom music, mm-hmm. and bam. Mm-hmm. Make, make it, it so actually hard. The first part, exactly, like, like make it make it actually yeah. hard. That's that's what I think would be cool. Oh, yeah. Like we did the like one of the first times I did it, we we had to do the first part the way you're supposed to, mm-hmm. and that's like I don't know, it's like core destiny memory. I can still remember like running around with like the five other people in the fire team like sticking close together like at each one like killing everything and then like like all right, we're running like okay. <laughs> like we got we got to go now. Somebody dies like leave them. <laughs> like, you're just like, well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was that, that, that that's always going to be fun to me. But all of that being said, with all of that background where King's Fall takes place on the Dreadnought is one of my favorite places uh, in Destiny lore-wise because it's the only place that has its own holiday. Yes. Uh, the Dreadnought, uh, to make it so... Because Oryx was the navigator, um, uh, just of the three siblings, kind of crowned that when he uh, when he took his form... Um, that it, that is to say, uh, you know, uh, when he when he took his form of uh, of king of the king morph, he uh, he decided that his true nature was the navigator, and uh, you know, the, as 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 Lucy just went over, and so what he decided to do was to invert, basically like take take his throne world and pull it inside out, 
except he pushed it inside out, and so so that way it uh, it broke into and like sort of like calcified in in this plane. So like if if you're if you're a fan of uh, of Stranger Things, like the the upside down, it'd be like if the upside down. The upside down tries to bleed over, but this would be like if it could create like a cyst, but the cyst isn't attached to anything. It's just like free moving um, on this side, and also things can come and go from the cyst. <laughs> but but it it makes sense, you know, uh, a ship for exploration. Like that's that's where his home would always be, right? Um, and kind of like Lizzie was saying, her home's wherever the battlefield is. So if you make an act of war on her, wherever you did that now becomes her throne world. Yep. It's just wild. Um, but uh, so what we what we're doing here is we're not only like, I mean, this might be the first instance of taking over a vessel, of boarding an enemy vessel. You know, speaking speaking of this during the season of uh, piracy here. Um, but uh, we we go aboard, we cut out. Uh, Oryx's um legs and we'll, we'll get to we'll get to who those guys are here in a second but uh like that's that's how it starts we're going in like we're assaulting his house and when it first came into the sea the uh when it first came into the uh, the system we were allowed to do that because Mara and her techians blew it out like basically I, I don't want to say, like, it's a very powerful assault, but it's not... I don't think of it in, like, the destructive sense. I think of it in, the, like, the disabling and crippling sense. It made it so his throne world had to, sh like, stop moving. Uh, right there in the middle of Saturn's rings. Where even now, when you load in, like, that's where you go. And, like, uh, you can see from other planets... Was it Nessus? You can see it from other planets. Like, you have been able to the whole time. Yeah. Uh, not Nessus, it was one Titan. Yes, that's what it was. Uh, so maybe you can't see it anymore. But yeah, you like uh, when when Titan was a place, you could like look up uh, at uh, at Saturn and see it's still there in the rings. It like creates that big of a of a space. Yeah. Um. In the uh, in the rings. Ugh. So, that's that's how it starts. And there's there's a really cool cutscene. Uh, future Taylor linked them to the cutscene. Uh, that will attach if you haven't seen it. That was Is that the, the uh, D one cutscene. Yeah. Oh yeah, that one was so cool. See... I cried. Yeah, you're gonna see. I remember watching that. Wait, cause I see that I remember because I because that was back when Destiny came out at like two o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. I set an alarm and I woke up at two, and I watched that cutscene at two o'clock in the morning in my parents' living room because I was still in high school and uh i remember watching that and mara dying with air quotes i was just like no i was really sad because mara at the time was one of my favorite characters i now think mara is poo poo garbage well not poo poo garbage she all my homies hate mara <laughs> well no she just shut up oh i hate her i just she's interesting because she's doing these big plays but she's not letting anybody know her plan which is frustrating because, like, you don't know what she's done until, like, after the fact. And you're just like, oh, there might have been another way. But mm -hmm. she also sacrificed all of her people. And she's kind of a 
she's very much Savathun's mirror, so. Yeah, well, she, to add to that, I also think she, um, she's a very gray character. Like, I, I, I really believe, like, one of the, one of the honest points of the uh, Maraid, or Maraid, I'm not sure how you're supposed to say it, but uh, one, one, of, one of the most honest points in that is that what she does, all the, all the manipulations that she makes, is all with the eventual goal of coming in and driving out whatever caused the, uh, the collapse. Yes. And, like, saving humanity. Uh, and from her perspective, it's taken like she's she's been she's been at this for millennia. Very true. So, yeah, it's uh, she's a very complex character. I don't know if she's morally like air quotes good or bad. Uh, definitely does a lot of like morally questionable things, but she is definitely on Earth side. I I will say that. Yeah, now, for sure. If that if that means she's always going to be on the guardian side, ooh. But she's she's definitely on on like the earth side. So uh, yeah, I'll give her I'll give her that much credit. I do not worry about her like betraying us to the darkness or something silly. At least not on purpose. Ugh. Like in the dark future when she controlled the the clone army. <laughs> yes. Oh. Oh, I like to think hers because they're like awokenized had like sleek Clone Wars armor now. That'd be cool. <laughs> Phase one armor on the Cabal. All right, I digress. Um, but that's that's where you enter in. So from there, you go into the Hall of Souls. The Hall of Souls is a pretty interesting place. It's a lot of um, like it reminds me of like the insides of a church in a lot of ways. Um, the, you know, vaulted architecture, uh, caving in a lot of the, uh, statues are kind of like in this like prayer or like that, that sort of like hive slash sometimes vex darkness worship pose. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I, I really, I really enjoyed it. And, um, you you make your way through, and you're into this first place. It's kind of like the Court of Oryx. Um, was in D one, which was, it was like a mini. It was like a live world, like like sort of like mini game. Uh, what you would do is you would summon bosses, and this was part of like the stuff you had to do to like just get to the point we're discussing in the raid. But uh, you know, just learning about the sword logic logic is a great way to look at it. Like you, uh, oh, you're challenging. Well, okay, like kill them, however many dudes that we're gonna send at you, and challenge like these members of the court, and then you like take them down. Like there's there's one guy, um, there's one guy who's like a, uh, a like a carbon copy of Crota, but he like kind of sucks. So he's just a court of Oryx boss. Um, that was the first time they brought back uh, Crota and people didn't know the mechanic with the sword. Yeah. It was pretty funny. Uh, but pe people learned. People learned. Whenever you see a Crota, you got to take his sword and beat him with it. <laughs> like, just pretty much. Long story short. Um, um, so you go, you go into there and what you're doing in, in that place is you're, you're kind of gathering tithes almost 
at, at different points and you're feeding them in um, into the statues and you're powering them up so that you'll open this gate and gain entry uh, like into into the next like layer of of uh, going deeper inside the throne world might be a better way to look at it because uh, with with the hive and um, in the abyss it's always kind of like that like sinking thing just like they did um, as Lucy covered when they go to the bottom of fundament in uh, the needle ship they're like cutting into the depths um, so this is this is kind of like a similar thing like you're you're mirroring that descent a lot in this raid you're 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 forcing your will upon this different safeguards and uh, and tributes oryx has so once you get through that you go into this it's it's one of my favorites it's like the first jumping puzzle that you're gonna come across the jumping puzzle not the jumping puzzle yeah i love love the tomb ship jumping puzzle i've gotten really Uh better at it now but it feels easier now with for sure for sure to, uh, to mantle because in D1, you couldn't mantle. I don't know if you guys, listeners, you all knew this, but uh, so jump jumping puzzles were a lot less forgiving. Like You basically needed to make sure your feet hit the thing you needed to land on, whereas now you have like a little bit of grace uh, in mantling. But um, so <laughs> this, I, I like this. I like that it's the same, though, because like even now it's like, oh, like, you know, like toward the end, I was like, wait, 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 not the first one. <laughs> don't, don't jump on this first one. Wait for the next one. <laughs> Um, so that's that's a really fun one but you go into there and that's it's like this big open space and it it to me it almost had this quality of like you're on the edges of the ship and this is like a thoroughfare like you're on the edge of like a, a launching bay where where oryx like sends out his his brood to like you know go do what hive do i don't really know if there's like distinct machinations each time but uh it, it's like you're you're going through that and, like they're going through these networks of like portals they're phasing in and out as you jump through so like this is this is like a really cool scene and yeah if you don't like jumping puzzles you don't like platforming you're probably not going to enjoy that so <laughs> um next is you as you go back into the uh two um Go back into the uh, the interior, I guess, of of the space of the dreadnought. Uh, you're in this basilica, like you're in the proper like uh, the the proper place of worship within within that sort of like worshipy uh, architecture I, I described to you earlier. And this is where you find the war priest. Now. The war priest is one of my. He, he's he's an interesting character. War the war priest is, is a Giga Chad. Yeah. Um. The dude is. Like, he is. I would say like Oryx is like number one fan. In in a lot of ways, like in in the point of worship, like he was the first one. To worship um he's uh like just just reading from here here i'll read i'll read from his card because this is back when destiny was primarily lore cards um i'll read i'll read his card for you guys but uh the war priest 580 times he paced the way under each circuit was a world he took up the worlds 
He placed them in his hand. He weighed them. From the golden amputation to the gift mast. The principle he put upon his brow was slaughter, constant and escalating. The principles he put behind his eyes was victory, which was the last true shape. The principle he put into his hands was tribute, to Oryx, king of taking, tithing to his lord, that the first navigator might escape the need to kill for substance, the warm need, that he might use his power to lead the final work, a most faithful servant, most faithful. From the mighty Crota, son of navigation, sword of pits, he learned to make his oversoul, saying, Challenge me by the law of my ascendance. Match me in bloodshed, or in blood be drowned. Ooh. So yeah, Gigachat is not is not uh, is not is not a uh, a wrong term here. Is not. This guy is like the leader of. I don't know. He's he's like the base of the top of the pyramid, the base the base of the uh, the pedestal, and he is. He is the one who is like doling out the religion of tithing, the religion of of the sword logic, to all the little hives below. And he is pissed like that you would even show up to uh to try and and get past him in in his basilica's place of uh of worship to orcs and and to just like killing like i it might be a better way to say like what do you think lucy it might be a better way to say like it's not that he just worked that he worships oryx it's that like he's a true like priest of the sword logic yeah pretty much yeah and he uses he uses some stuff. Um, they mentioned Crota, uh, like some some of those mechanics too, like the Oversoul, like just like if you can't if you can't stand up to him, he's just, you're just dead. If you can't hide, you're just dead. Uh, but that's a fun fight too. I won't get in. I won't get into the mechanics, but uh, that's that's a fun one. Uh, if you haven't if you haven't done the raid, like hi, highly recommend. Highly recommend. And you you kind of like disrupt his. Uh, He's like performing like a ritual and you, you kind of like disrupt what he's going to do like so you can damage him. Like at each at each point there's like different guys who are coming out to uh to try and, you know, make sure you fail that challenge and that uh his oversoul has time to kill you but or an opportunity to kill you might be a better way. But uh you know, the the more the more you like put them down like the weaker he becomes, which is almost like a great like sort of instant uh microcosm of of the pyramid scheme. Like the more the more you like kill his boys, his ads, like the the more you have an opportunity to like just like wreck him. Yes, his fight I think Ugh. has always been one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's really pretty too with the pillars. Indeed. Yeah, and the uh, and the coordination coordination between like your little teams of two. Okay. Building on from there, though, you go down. You go into the depths, and you find Golgoroth. Do you want to tell him about Golgoroth? Golgoroth? Gol... Gol... Uh, Golgoroth <laughs> is a very ugly baby. 
No, he's not a lead baby. He's probably one of the ugliest looking ogres I've ever seen in my life. He has little spider claws on his back. Very ugly. And would, would Goldoroth be a she? Hmm? I don't think so. Well, because cause all of the... um. No. The the ogres... the Well, the ogres are, are like force-fed, like mutated thrall, and all the thrall are women. No. Or female, I guess is a better way to say it. No, it's a male. Oh, no, Lord Tad, it's a male. I thought of him like big thrall. Yeah, and yes, not not all thrall are women. They're they're not like bees. I think. They're, oh, I thought they, I thought they were like born that way, and then like their morph mm, determined. I think with hive gender is very very different than. It's like fluid. Yes, that's how I think. It doesn't really matter to them. Yes. Golgoroth is uh, a very ugly baby. Giant ogre. I'm just trying to find his lore tab. Golgoroth. Ooh, I think I gotcha. Um, Grimoire. Thank you, I found it. Yes. Basically, um, Golgoroth um, was sent to try and kill Oryx from Zol. And, uh, basically, Oryx said, nah, you're not doing that, and basically cut up, um, uh, Oryx didn't, sorry. Oryx told his worm god, Er, to basically change the shape of Golgoroth into something else. So it became Golgoroth. And then Crota was like, hey, uh, I will give me your tablets of ruin and I will wear them into battle and become strong for you. And, uh, uh, and tithe all the kills to you. And Oryx was like, nah, I'm gonna have this ugly Golgoroth baby. <laughs> guard my tablet of ruin. And Koda's like, but I I wanted to make you proud, dad. No, he doesn't care. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's really interesting. So Zol is the, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't Zol the worm that uh, Nakris yes. ends up uh, becoming, becoming wholesale uh, darkness worship with? Yep, or Dippers. The one and the same. Yeah, so a good way to look at this is like Oryx and the rest of the hive has a, have this MLM thing set up, and then here this asshole Nakris comes and basically like opens up like I don't know like like a, a Sam's Club or like a BJ's. He's like, no nah, man, wholesale, just come in here. This is the Costco of darkness. The Costco of darkness, and the other hive are like, <laughs> hey yo 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 yo, you can't you can't build a Costco next to our Sam's Club. You can't do that. We we do the same thing. One of us has to leave, and that's you. So get out. Mm-hmm. That's basically what happened. Sent his ass to Mars. Pretty much. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is this is a gift from one of the worms. It's not even uh air quotes gift. It's not even um from probably because he probably because uh back during when uh when that when that whole bit was going down, I bet. So yeah. Golgoroth is is a fun 
a fun like I don't know. It's 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 the sort of like crabby spider arms coming out of the back that really <laughs> really do it. Um, and Goldroth has like exposed organs. Like it is, or I guess like an exposed heart of darkness. Maybe either way, it's crazy. So then comes everyone's favorite part: the second jumping puzzle, or as many of us affectionately call it, the dick wall. <laughs> This is a um, this jumping puzzle for anyone who hasn't done it. Uh, I don't. I. I. Yeah. I. I mean. I get. I understand how they arrived at this shape, for, <laughs> but it's just funny. Uh, there are like pneumatic pistons as you try to go across this wall that will literally just like boop you off, just like shoot out in random yes, interval, the, intervals. The dick wall. It's like the. Uh, it's kind of like the proto um, taken boops. But in the like D two version, the they taken. have both the dick walls and the the boops, the taken boops. Yeah. So it's worse. It's <laughs> got something for everybody. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so is worse. And this is also where you can find my favorite part of the raid, what I affectionately call the real court of oryx. Uh, where you can go square up for your homies. If you, it, you gotta like jump into a little hole in the wall, like a little awkwardly across from where you start. But the, once you go in, you'll find this spark and you're just in this little room. And all you do is like, once you pick up the spark is you can go dunk it. And the reason it's called the real core to Oryx is because that's where you can play basketball with your homies in D2. I, I sincerely believe Oryx just has a basketball room. Like that's how he's been keeping like all, all the other like people in his pyramid and Crota in check. It's not that he's stronger. Is that he can ball? You know, their their business might be in death, but ball is life. I'll see myself out. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> so, but, uh, I promise to at least take a break from terrible jokes for a few minutes. Um, but that uh, once you make it past that room, now what you're supposed to do is kind of um, throughout the raid, you've been following what many people have come to learn was Toland which is this like disembodied spark who's like leading you uh, the different pathways through throughout the raid. Um, you w- Tolan will lead you like back and across. And what you're supposed to do in this part is open up, um, like have people stand and create, uh, create different um, kind of like you did in the, the first jumping puzzle, but create uh, ways for like the team to get across. Then once they're across, they'll stand on something on their end and you can go, type of thing um like you know hold the place but uh the reality of it is you can jump up to where you get the secret chest and then just kind of jump across to the second part of the puzzle and get there just fine uh it's kind of funny but it's uh i'm glad i'm glad they left that in they didn't like uh, force you to do it you can do it the right way or you can just do it the the way you're used to just jumping jumping um but once once you do that that's when you go in and you enter in the the kind of like final inner chamber you enter the throne room and this is where you it will eventually meet oryx but first you got to get past his daughters and that's going to be pull up some some stuff for them because do they have they have their own cards so you have um you have ear you have Irhalak and Irnook 
and Irhalak's card reads, Oryx was dividing the spawn. He cut apart the larvae with his sword, and the two divided pieces grew into twins. She who stands ahead at the prow of the ship of Oryx, her father, she is Irhalak, the unraveler. She plies her blades upon the fabric of space, cuts the seams, pulls apart the cloth, leaves worlds in tatters. So what she's doing is standing on the uh, the bow of the ship, and for this is how it moves around in this world. But what she does is because it can't exist in this space, she undoes space in 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 front of the path of the ship so that it can go there. And so just being on the ship and the ship just existing is like a moving tear, like a moving wound on this plane. I just think really that's neat. To think about. Yeah. It's, it's a really cool concept. Um, it, it reminds me, are you a fan of, fan of Futurama? Nope. I've never seen it before in my life. All right. Well, check it out. Um, for anyone who's a fan of Futurama, um, at, at one point, like a takeaway thing is how, how their ship moves. The professor says, you know, we're not moving the ship through the universe. The reason it goes so fast is because we're moving the universe around the ship. Ah. Right? Uh, which is... Um, also very cool. But then here's here's the card for Ir Anuk. Behind the Unraveler comes Ir Anuk, the weaver. She takes in hand the threads of her sister's work, weaves them into the tapestry of Oryx's realm. Listen, Anuk, Anuk who favors bitter things. Of the eleven axioms, chose one. Of the or of the eleven axioms, choose one. Of the chosen, spare none. Upon ear's attendance, say, "Come, ear, look. This, this truth is dead." So what she's doing is, in a lot of ways, like weaving back together a universe post the dreadnought coming through it, but in a way that can exist without the dreadnought being there. And so maybe a good way to think about it is the way they move through the universe is like this three-dimensional, you know how like you have the two pieces of the zipper and the, uh, the thing zipping and unzipping is moving along that. Just imagine that's everywhere. There are no ends and you can move it in any direction. That is how the dreadnought moves through our plane of existence, unzipping and zipping behind it again. So the Death Singers are just zippers. Understood. Just replace <laughs> their pyramid head with zippers. There you go. <laughs> their names are YKK. <laughs> Pretty the much. Death Singers that before before orcs cut them in two. It's also interesting that they like used to be like one, one person. Yeah. Well, I wonder if that means the Death Singers had like some level of like healing factor. Well, maybe. Be interesting. Or maybe it's like a magical like metaphorical cut in Twain. Yeah. Thing. Not not quite as literal. But yeah, um what you do for what you do with them is you disrupt that process. Mhm. Mm 
they're trying to fight you. They're trying to stop you. But uh, you, you they basically sing the like death you song. kill one. Yeah, you kill one, and then you got to kill the other, or they'll resurrect, or the other one will resurrect because where they hid them, their deaths is in each other. Did they? So many people say that, but um, I think it came up because in the uh, in the story missions, they're they're about to uh, resurrect um, Crota through his soul, mm. and you fight them there too. I think people are getting the Death Singers, and there is a Court of Orcs boss that was three wizards. I think people are getting them mixed up because. The three wizards in the Court of Orcs, they hid their death in each other. That's why you have to kill them all really, really fast. Otherwise, they'll respawn. The Death Singers, they didn't hid their deaths in each other. What they did is they were singing the death song. And if you don't kill them before the death song ends, you die. That's how the death song works. I'm sad that Bungie nerfed the death song in D2. Makes me Hmm. very sad. Well, no. Uh-huh. Just like in the Destiny 1 version, you could hear them singing. And in this mm-hmm. one, you can't really hear them singing, which makes me really mm. sad. Because um, I, gotcha. I have the Taken King soundtrack, and one of the songs on there I had to actually remove from like, my Destiny list because it's just them screaming. It's their Death Singer's Dire. Um, <laughs> I can link it. In the chat, but fair warning, it's loud. Ooh, what is it? Um, speaking of soundtracks, I think I think even still the uh, or maybe it was for just just talk like a pirate day, but the um, the soundtrack from this season is or was up for free on the Bungie store. Mm-hmm. I snagged it because why not? Uh, which, if you wanna, if you wanna sound like a pirate long after it's long after it's done, yeah, this is your opportunity to live your best life. Um, all right. So once you take out his daughters, it's time to confront Oryx. And the this has King. the Taken King. Now this this has, I think it has to do with field of view. In D1, you could not expand the field of view. Because for some reason, yeah, for some reason, D1, it felt like he was so much more in your face when you ran up at the start of it. Mm-hmm. Where it's now, it feels like like any, oh, I'll get on, I'll get on the updated graphics. But now it just feels like he's farther back a little bit. It's less like, you used to like trip people out. Be like, yeah, just go look down. Just go look down. You got to look down over there. Like something really cool. Yeah, like, ah! that's what I did with my friend. Um, one of my friends, they'd never done Oryx and D1. Um, me, being the evil troll that I am, I was like, hey, hey, friend. Um, we explained how to do it and everything. And we're like, all right, we need you to... No, this is before we had explained it, actually. But this is a joke. And we're like, all right, before we explain it, you need to go up to that taken ball over there. Uh... That's a secret. That spawns a secret chest. <laughs> it was so mean. Um, they went there, and then Oryx up, and they screamed. They're like, "Oh my God, what is that?" And then we all died. 
It's like but in it, garden or uh Yep, I do the same thing in garden. Like, yeah, no, through, go through that portal. It's in garden. Yeah, I do the same thing. That's why you should <laughs> never raid with me cuz I'm a troll. <laughs> but like, I still teach. I do that as like a funny. Oh yeah, it's a rite of passage. Exactly. Yeah. Someone didn't tell you to run through the portal. Like, what's the point? What's the point? Are you really raiding? <laughs> exactly. I can dig it. I can dig it. Okay. So. You confront Oryx and Oryx looks. Oryx got such a glow up though like the the textures like like the whole like body frame like as as he's shooting up the uh like up to the platform in his like giant form he big or yeah but like oric look oryx is looking crisp like that hats off to the uh to the uh the visual team like it, it looks great mm -hmm. looks great um and what you do in uh in this raid is he is ah? Uh, what's a good way to describe it? He's basically he's what he's doing is he has he's trying to sacrifice all of this light to the worm gods, mm -hmm. and we're basically disrupting that. And we channel this corrupted light back at him. We pretty much do an Uno, no you, Uno reverse card mm -hmm. on him, and. Uh, that like stun that like hurts him because light hurts him. And then once he gets like, oh god, I got hurt from the uh, the corrupted light that we detonated. Uh, we kick his ass and we win. It's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Fighting light eaters. Oh yeah, there's the uh, knights. You're exploding bombs that he had set up for you. You're you're taking. You're like killing his like little like uh bearer and taking his shield. Mm, yeah. Like I definitely like the D two version more than the D one one, but I might be biased mm -hmm. because like I only did King's Fall in D one like three times. Like three, mm -hmm. four times because like my issue was I finally learned about LFG when Dating King came out. But me being a girl in high school I was scared to use LFG because I knew I knew it was probably going to be bad. Probably so, understandable. Yeah. I never really learned how to do the raid, and then whenever I would go on LFG, I would say I don't know how to do it, and they would kick me or get mad. So I didn't really do King's Fall much. I just have. I didn't really get into like hardcore raiding and stuff until uh, mm -hmm. D two. Yeah. That's okay. Sometimes you gotta find your people. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you do, man, lots of fun. Oh, yeah. So, I guess rounding it all out. Could've um, dead. Could've dead. Yeah, could've dead. Um, there's also, now it's a drop, but there was also this fun hunt collecting all these different shards that were created from the blast that, uh, um, Mara did from that cutscene, like all these relics and uh, the calcified fragments. Calcified fragments, yeah, were uh, shot into the solar system, and uh, you know, and and found in the raid. And you went through and you collected them all, and that's how you assembled the. Uh, you went and defeated Oryx again, because then you could like trap his heart 
inside uh inside this uh this apparatus that you ended up like constructing and that's how you get touch of malice yeah that's how you og got it and then it was so like the touch of malice it would fire like what was it like it would fire yeah but it would like keep firing unlimited bullets to i think like a certain like cap of power too no but like it it would start to hurt you it would eat your health basically yeah or yeah, maybe it hurt more when it started to like eat your health, or mm-hmm. something. But uh, once you stood in, because that used to be like an immortality field, uh, that like just like not only protected you from everything going on, but like constantly healed you. Which I think it, I think you can still get hurt in there now. Yeah. If like something in there is attacking you. Um, but perfect place to use the touch of malice because you could just pop 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 <laughs> like it becomes the most like highest damaging thing in the game but like only against oryx and it's using him against himself it's ironic yeah the <laughs> his heart couldn't destroy anything but himself <laughs> pretty much um so yeah and from there once at, at once you defeat Oryx, his worm consumes him. And he falls. And yeah, and he falls like a calcified husk. I don't know if calcified's the right word, like a dried up kind of like crystallized yeah. husk. It's more crystallized, I think. Yeah, a lot of people have said maybe it's a cocoon. Mm. Which I guess now we know what happens once they get light. Is they become uh, the butterflies? Oh, I still need to order mine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can still order it till next year, through next year. So I'll probably do that at some point. But yeah, you can still get the if you get the the lepidopterist. The oh, we're yeah, talking about, about the little about the moth. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I I bought mine as soon as it as soon as the store showed it. I bought it because it's a little hive moth, and they're cute. Mm-hmm. It is pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Oh, and the bungee store thing is um is related to Season of Plunder. So you, ha- you have till through December, uh, everyone listening. It's just like playing, I think, last week's mission. Yeah. For the story. Yeah. You can go get the soundtrack. That's a pretty cool one. That's a pretty cool one. So yeah, that is, that is confirmed still up there. And yeah, yeah, I think I have to, because especially now that I have the worm. Yeah, like good little buddy. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's got he's got a little servitor. I don't have I don't have the elixir baby, but I do have a little. The little Not servitor. yet. Not yet. <laughs> Just get on, get on the black market. <laughs> Just get, get the. Uh... I have a baby, the elixir baby. <laughs> and now you can have like a whole like you can have all like a bunch of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Sit there with all the babies, which everyone, everyone yeah, just live your best life. Love on the babies. Uh, but, ugh. So, and a lot of people think like that was the worm consuming. Uh, at this point, I, I'm willing to agree, but I also kind of wonder if it's... Ever since they were the scrimp people, ever since they were the, the krill, I feel like everything they've done, all their evolutions have, in a lot of ways, been controlled and tied to the tithe. So I'm wondering if all that just got like taken away when he couldn't feed it anymore. Maybe. <laughs> now no deal. And like it's like, oh, like you've actually been dead since you hit ten 
all those oh, years God. ago. Like, oh no, <laughs> like what is what is a uh, what does a shrimp person look like after like ten thousand years? Just uh, just becomes like a fossil. Immediate fossilization. Yeah, I think that might be what happened. But yeah. And the Dreadnought has been, like, just hanging out in Saturn's rings ever since. Mm-hmm. Um, the Vanguard has, and I think Owl Sector, have sent people, like, they, they, they've been keeping tabs on it. They've been researching it. We did go back in, later in D2 to um, to do some things, because you don't just do the raid there in D in D1. You go in there, and uh, that's where you first kill the Darkblade. Yep. He's in the uh the belly of it in the uh in the prison, which is uh that was a uh that was a strike. Oh um, cool the dark blade. Mm-hmm. Rebels now against the light blade. Yep. And uh yeah, if you if you have read about Alakul, Alakul is really cool. Um as Lucy was just saying. Uh rebelled. He's against the Giga orcs. Chad. I mm-hmm. say everyone's a giga chad. Everyone's. I use that word too much. It doesn't mean anything anymore. But um. Well, it's really interesting because he did it for love. Yes, he rebelled against Oryx for the love to gain approval, appraisal of his mate, Varrock. Mm-hmm. He s- marched upon. Oryx's throne and slew a thousand thrall in her name. How romantic. Mm-hmm. And Oryx did not kill this guy. Huh? He just threw him in a prison pit. Well, because, uh, Alakul was basically Oryx's foster son. And, uh, okay. So he kind of had like a kind of soft spot for him, kinda. But not for, but not for. Oh man. For uh, what's his face? Nakrush. Yeah, I wanted to say Nazarak because I'm like seeing it trend on Twitter. Oh, Nakrush broke the rules. He doesn't care. Yeah. Yeah, like, I guess at least what Ala Cool did was like within the rules of the sword logic. Yeah. So yeah. Oh wow, yeah. We 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 put some we put a dent in this one, Lucy. We got we got some time in. I think I think that if, um, is there anything I'm forgetting? Is there anything else we do on the uh, the dreadnought? On the dreadnought? Yeah, because like if if you guys want to go read about, they're they're kind of much more minor characters. So we're not going to get into each of the people you fight um, in the Court of Orcs. The sort of more like open world uh, area on the dreadnought, but. Um, it was also an open world area. It was a patrol. Yeah. I loved patrolling there. I thought it was so fun. Hmm. But yeah, I don't think there's anything. I think that that wraps up the investigation. Like, so yeah, you, you go into this. Yeah. This, this, this cyst that's moving between like raveling and unraveling the universe around it. Um, <coughs> to persist in this universe and, and move about. Um, and you take out the top of the pyramid. You take out the final and most devastating uh, people holding up Oryx. And then you take out the Taken King and you interrupt him from being able to commune with the Worm Gods. Yep. 
And then you take his heart. And you put it in a gun. Mm-hmm. As one does. As one does. Come on, we're all guardians here. <laughs> if we, once we win, we make a gun. So, so yeah. Um, it's, it's definitely... If you can't pick up D1 and go play it, it's definitely something... At least, like at very least, like the cutscenes or or like the the audio parts, it's something worth worth looking up. Uh, just just the the extent of uh what all you could explore and how it worked in D one, and then experience you can still experience the raid itself. Right now, fresh came back this season here in D two, and I just highly recommend it. They, Bungie, did just a bangerang job of uh of bringing this up to D2. Like, bravo to you. But yeah. With that, I think, Lucy, you got any, uh, got any shout outs this week? Shout outs? No, oh, no. I'm so bad at these. Uh, you go first. Okay. Um, you know, I'm just going to give shout outs. I, I had a nice, uh, week with, uh, my partner and my mom, just like shout out to family. Um, yeah, I know, I, I definitely know it can be, uh, family can be a lot, but, uh, shout out to those good times with, with family. I hope, I hope you all get some of those because we all, we all need it. We all deserve it. Um, yeah, that's, that's my shout out. Very cool. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Now it's my turn. I was going to say, yeah. You oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. It's my turn. I guess, I don't know. Uh, I'm very bad at these because I never have anything <laughs> to shout out because my life is pretty boring and basic. Um, nah, pretty, pretty much is. It's very, very basic and boring and cringe. But uh, I guess... Um, Shout out to my co-host Taylor here for being the realist. Oh, thank you. And being Appreciate that. a cool co-host as we talk about destiny. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much. You made me smile. You're welcome. It's my uh, job. All right. Um, you know, that, that reminds me. Guys, we have an announcement. Um, we, we've loved, we've loved being, being your hosts here on, on this Destiny show, but due to uh, just due to some good things happening in our lives, we aren't able to do this format anymore. Um, it's, it's all for good reasons. Uh, actually, you know what, Lucy, how about, how about you? You talk to him. You can share as much as you want. I can edit this out. I talk. Yeah. I talk. Okay. Oh. Um. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys, but um. Some good things have to come to an end. And uh, I've been really lucky to, you know, come on the show and talk about Destiny lore. It's been fun, but as. One door closes, another door opens. Guys, 
Um, just, just so, just so you know, uh, good things do, do sometimes have to come to an end, but that doesn't mean everything is over. I think, uh, come in here soon. We're going to have some good news to, uh, to follow up with and, you know, look out next week. I think we'll do, we'll do a little goodbye, a little closeout for you, but we just wanted to give you a heads up now in case, you know, you wanted to add us with anything or, you know, uh, have any last last minute questions i guess but um or favorite moments add us with your uh your favorite episode see see what people enjoy the most but uh yeah um mm-hmm. yeah so please please it's it's not it's not goodbye forever it's just uh it's 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 the end of this but it's not it's not the end of everything and we'll we'll have some good news for you soon with with that, with that uplifting, with that like sweet note, um, everyone, you take care of yourself. Remember, just drink water. Get in, get sleep. And just get just get enough to where you feel good. I'm not I'm not gonna mommy about it, but uh, yeah, take care of yourself. And as best you can, when you can, maybe each other too. I don't know, but uh, yeah. And we'll see you. We'll see you next time. Bye bye. Doodles. That's off, Guardians. That's it for this week's discussion. Have any questions or comments about this episode? You can reach out to us on Twitter at Spinfoil Theory, or write us an email at spinfoiltheory at gmail.com. If you'd like to read our show notes, check out articles, listen to past episodes, and more, be sure to pay us a visit over at our website. SpinfoilTheory.com The Lore Network <laughs>